Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Hey, hey! And welcome back to episode four of the Body Nerd Show. This week, I'm talking about your brain on pain and specifically the changes that happen in your body on a physical level, on a mental health level, and on a physiological level when you experience pain for extended periods of time. And, you know, pain is different whether it's an ankle sprain or it's something chronic that's been going on for a really long time. And we'll talk about the differences between that. We'll also talk about why everything seems to hurt more when you are in pain and why structural things like bulging discs don't always mean that you have to have pain. Now, the story behind this is I was doing some research for a webinar, and I came across a study from 1988 that was published in the Journal of Radiology, and they found that 85% of study volunteers who had no low back pain or sciatica had bulging discs and other disc-like issues. 85%. They didn't have pain, but they had the structural issue. So what's the deal there? And another thing that I've been thinking about is how often uh, you go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, you have this. And it's just this easy label or this super easy diagnosis and how that changes your pain. When something has a name, it's totally different. And when a physician um, or really anything or anyone in the medical profession says, this is what you have, it is nearly impossible to not absorb that label and take it on. Even more frustrating is when you have pain and you don't have an answer for what's going on. Maybe you don't have that label or diagnosis and you're not really sure what's going on and nothing is helping. It's all still pain. Your pain is always real. If you feel it, it is real. And that is no matter what someone else tries to tell you, doesn't change it. Your pain is always real. And understanding pain and how it works can better help you craft your plan to get out of it. And I think ultimately, that's probably your goal. Because why else would you be here if you weren't fascinated with the body and specifically how to live a life pain-free? So let's dive in. Let's start with what pain is, because I think there's some misunderstandings about what that actually means. So pain is a signal from your brain that basically is saying, hey, brain, pay attention right here. That's it. It's a signal. And the signal from your nerves, they are processed then in your brain. We'll dive into that a little bit more, but just remember that. Ultimately, pain is designed to keep you safe. If things hurt, you will stay away from them. And it's as simple as that. And where we run into trouble is with the high levels of stress that we have. And honestly, if you think of your day compared to 
somebody's day 100 years ago, even 50 years ago. Just think of how many more notifications and pop-ups and things that are shown to you of pay attention here, super important compared to, you know, 50 years ago, even 10 years ago. So there's a lot of information coming into our brain that it's having a hard time deciding, you know, what's keeping me safe, what isn't. Pain is one of those things. In simpler times, it was very simple. If it hurts, don't do it, right? But that's not always an option when you still have to commute to pick up your kids and commute to work and sit at a desk. When you are in pain and that stuff can't change, we really have a problem. Now, pain is a message from your nerve endings. They don't decide if it's painful or not. Um, They are specifically just sending messages up into your brain. They're afferent nerve endings. They don't decide if it's painful or not. Literally, they are just the messenger. And it's inside the brain where that decision is made of, is this painful? And also, what else is happening in my surroundings that I need to pay attention to? So for example, if you are running from a lion and you are running like your life depends on it because there is a lion behind you and your life literally depends on it and you step on attack, it's not going to be that painful because your brain is going to go, wait a minute, we have a lion and we have attacked that attack. Eh, We'll deal with it later. Let's run like crazy and get the heck away from this lion. Now, compare that to stepping on a Lego in the middle of the night. Or for me, it's my dog's bone in the middle of the night. It feels awful. It hurts so much. And the difference is contextual, right? It's the surroundings. Your brain says, hey, we're kind of safe. This is the only thing we have to focus on. So let's focus on this compared to running from a lion. That's the most important thing. So your brain is processing pain. It's deciding what is most important to pay attention to and what is truly painful. Your nerves are just the messengers. But pain serves a purpose, right? It keeps us safe. So when you have an injury, pain helps you stay off of it. It also has uh, your brain, because of that pain, has a conversation with your muscles and your soft tissues, and they form a cast. And you felt this, like anytime you've had back pain um, or knee pain or anything else like that, how the muscles in the surrounding area get tighter around it. And you're like, oh, just everything feels so tight. That is your body trying trying to protect this area from further injury. More on this idea of like contextualizing pain over the summer. And I shared about this in my newsletter and on my blog and on social media, I had a back injury and the back injury was caused not from, well, it was something I was going to say, I didn't do it. No, I totally did it. I fell out of a boat rafting directly onto a rock and had a massive deep bruise that created the worst back pain I have ever ever had in my life. And the interesting thing was as it started to heal, and there was a lot of stuff that I was doing to help it feel better on a moment by moment basis. But as it started to feel better, it did reach a point where it did not hurt as much as muscle soreness. I mean, I'm sure many of us have done a workout where your hamstrings are like super toast. And that hamstring soreness was worse. But for my brain, 
that back injury pain, that was the most dangerous thing. And so it felt so much worse. I couldn't push through the pain around the back injury in the same way that I can continue to mobilize or stretch or work on my hamstrings when they're sore. Because pain is processed in your brain. Your brain is deciding what hurts, why it hurts, how much it hurts, when it hurts, all of those things, not the muscles, which is important because when we have structural stuff going on, sometimes it can be the focus. You just keep going after and you know rolling, rolling, rolling and doing all the things for that area. And when it's not resolving, it's probably because this pain is from a more global picture, right? You cannot separate your mind from your body and pretend that what's going on in your body is not also happening in your mind. Now, all of this is to say that if you have a disc issue or there is a structural issue, yeah, you're going to have pain as well. Uh, But there's a difference between that short-term pain and that chronic pain. So specifically, when you have pain that persists longer than six months, that's considered chronic pain. Does that mean it feels different? Do you reach a point at, you know, six months where all of a sudden you're like, ah, well, it's chronic now. It feels completely different. No, but that's just the classification because usually, and especially with an injury, after about two weeks, all the healing that's going to happen has probably laid its foundation and is starting to happen. With a injury that's healing, there's also a bunch of chemicals in the area that not only signal to your brain that something is happening there and to the rest of your body, but it also increases your sensitivity to pain. And that is happening on a systemic level. So your whole body becomes hypersensitive to pain, which is a massive bummer, right? Because everything hurts. When you have chronic pain, the plan of attack, so to speak, is a little bit different. So yes, structural stuff will help. So things like working on repatterning of any, you know, muscle patterns that might be firing, uh, reducing tension is really, really, really good. But that's not the only piece of the puzzle because your thoughts about pain Have you ever said, oh, that's my bad knee or that's my bad shoulder? All of that matters too. Also, any habits that have been developed, any workarounds, any compensations, all of that also has to be addressed. And your brain forgets what it's like to not have pain. The solution isn't as simple as just stretching your hamstrings because it's not always physically in the hamstrings. We have to consider the hardware, you know, muscles, fascia, ligaments, all of that, but also the software of your brain and your nervous system. So yeah, there is release work, but you have to pair that with retraining your body how to fire in these new, better, pain-free patterns. You have to help and guide your nervous system to come back to this pain-free state. Because chronic pain is a fear response. Remember, pain is there to keep you safe. So when it's happening all of the time, it's your brain saying, I'm not safe. Even if the solution isn't as simple as just stepping off of 
that Lego or stepping off of that bone, right? So what is the fix? And this is exactly what I work with with my clients. Number one is to decrease the stress response and fear response of the brain. You have to help your nervous system feel that it is safe. And the way you can do this, mindfulness is a fantastic technique. Uh, meditation, which decreases your stress and also calms your nervous system. And even mindfulness techniques such as adopting a non-judgmental awareness. So think of this the next time you stub your toe instead of like, oh my gosh, this hurts so much. What if you were to say, oh, that's interesting. I notice how that feels. That would be a completely different experience. And we also have to get to the root of your thoughts about pain. Because it's not just, oh, I have this feeling. It's, oh, I have this feeling. Oh my gosh, it hurts so much. I can't do what I need to do. This is going to be forever. Is this going to be forever? Will I always be this way? And there's all of this shame about what we're able to do and what we're not able to do because of the pain, fear around how long it's going to last. There's all of this extra baggage that we carry around in addition to the pain. So that mindfulness piece is top priority. And then, of course, pain-free movement. So don't do things that hurt, but also don't stop moving. Explore what can you do that doesn't create pain and use that as your starting point. I like to think of it as a circle. So if inside the circle is all of the things that you can do that don't create your pain, then start there and gradually start to increase the size of the circle until you are able to move through all ranges of motion without pain. And it is completely possible if you are listening to this and you're like, okay, uh uh-huh, Alex, but mm, that's not going to work for me. It will. Because at the end of the day, we all are human. And yes, your pain is real. And yes, your pain is uniquely yours. But also biologically, we're all kind of the same. So your plan may not look the same as somebody else you know who has pain, but there is definitely things you can do as far as self-care and wellness and mindfulness to reduce your pain and get you to the point of pain-free days more often than not. And if you are interested in figuring out what that would look like for yourself, I am here for you. So you can head on over to www.aewellness.com slash apply and book a time for us to have a movement magic call. And on a movement magic call, we will dig into what's going on right now, what hurts, what you've tried, what's working, what's not working, and really craft a plan and map out what the steps will be for you to get to pain-free days. Again, you can head on over to AE Wellness, Alexandra Ellis, right? AEWellness.com slash apply. And that's your brain on pain. And that is why purely structural treatments don't always work because they are not addressing the mind. They're just addressing the body. And we'll get into the whole energetic and spiritual part on another episode. So here's to asking better questions, to moving more, and getting nerdy. 
Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform wherever you're listening to this episode and let me know what your favorite part was. And if you're not into public displays of affection, that's cool too, no big deal. You can share this with a friend or family member or the cashier at Trader Joe's and just help spread the word that your body is so cool and you can be in control of your pain every single day. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just a thing. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com to download a checklist with nine simple things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day. <laughs>